Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Here's Clefbaum from McDavid. Moving it, Nugent Hopkins. Clefbaum, one-timer, score! Right through the five-hole, 3-2, Edmonton, 2.20 to play. Okay, so that wasn't last night. That was a couple of weeks ago against the L.A. Kings. That was Oscar Clefbaum, who scored the game winner in the third period against the Los Angeles Kings. A game after he scores the overtime winner against the Dallas Stars. Remember, one nothing over the Stars. And then if you fast forward to last Wednesday in St. Louis, he scores the tire with under a minute to go. And the Oilers win in a shootout over the Blues. Three big goals for Oscar Clefbaum, leading point getter defenseman-wise for the Oilers. Three goals, 12 assists, 15 points. But now he's on NHL injured reserve. Took a shot to the hand. It was a little fluky. And he is out four weeks. Four weeks. In fact, that is what Ken Hitchcock said last night after the game. He will be out for a long, long, long time. So that's just the way it goes. It's tough. It stinks. He's having a a good run. Right now, playing the best hockey and gone. Inside sports for this Wednesday evening. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Reed will be back tomorrow. Oilers end up, or or finish off that is, a two-game road trip uh, against another formidable foal, and that is the Winnipeg Jets. 4.30 is the face-off show. 6 o'clock is the drop of the puck from Winnipeg. Bell MTS Place. We'll go to Winnipeg in a moment and hear from Bob Stoffer. Kellen Kennedy is on the other side of the glass. Kellen, my boy, what's happening? Not a whole lot. What's happening with you, Dave? It's good to see you again. Uh, I'm going to scare Good to see you as well. I'm going to scare everyone. 13 Uh-oh. more sleeps to Christmas. 13? 13, I believe. Uh-oh. Isn't it 13? Yeah. Yeah, it's 13, I believe. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. That's I just in, induced panic. <laughs> amongst people in Edmonton. Dave, I know you're filling in tonight, but uh, uh-huh. with that type of news, I just got one thing to say. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. There, there's a bit of... Can't uh, handle that news. There's a bit of panic in our household, I, I will admit, right now. It's, okay, yeah. It's just you... Okay, so today is the 12th. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, my goodness. 13 days away. You think you're ready until, you know, like you think you're ready, then you see the date. And some of you are laughing because you're going, (laughs) I finished my shopping in October. We don't like you. Yeah. We don't like you right now. But way to go. That's it. So I still haven't even put my tree up. That's this weekend. Really? Yeah. Kellen Kennedy. I know. Just been too busy. I haven't put a tree up. You are a savage, man. I know. You are a savage. Uh, Ken Hitchcock talking about uh, last night, Darnell Nurse really picked up the minute count left by Oscar Clefbaum. 
And at one point, they only had four defensemen because Chris Russell left for a couple shifts. And I think Clefbaum came back before Russell, actually. But Russell ended up playing the rest of the way. And you kept hoping, okay, they're up by forever. Hopefully that means Oscar Clefbaum is just getting, you know, that maintenance. Just getting a little bit of time off. Because he'll be fine for, for Winnipeg on Wednesday. Or Thursday. Nope, that's not happening. Uh, Darnell Nurse picks up a lot of the uh, slack last night. But uh, Ken Hitchcock, Oilers head coach, said we got to pick it up as a decor. Much more than we have. You know, Darnell played a good game, but we need more from other people or else one team's just going to get marked at home and or on the road, I mean, and it's going to be hard. So we're pushing for more people to, to be involved. I don't think we have enough yet. Uh, we're going to need more contribution from more people if we expect to be a playoff team. So we're going to push in that direction. You can text in at 630-630, of course. Uh, Andy says, are you saying four weeks or four weeks? Like the number four weeks or four weeks? We don't know yet. F-O-R. F-O-R. It could be F-O-U-R. I mean, if he's on NHL injured reserve and Ken Hitchcock said last night it's going to be for weeks, not days, I mean, are we talking four to six? Are we talking six to eight? There's definitely some broken bones in that in that hand, for sure, because he wouldn't be gone for weeks if, you know, if there was no break. Right, and there was a screen cap that was going around Twitter that somebody had taken from Oilers TV earlier today and posted, and it was Clefbaum and his entire hand and wrist was all casted up already. Yeah. So Not good, not good. Miko Koskinen, again, stellar. 39 safe performance, 6-1-1 in his last eight games, and the Oilers needed him early because the Avs were a-coming and coming in waves. Side of the Atlantis got centering pass. What a save made by Miko Koskinen on Tyson Jones throwing it in front. Quick shot. What a save by Koskinen on Matt Nieto. A sprawling right pad denial. He held us in there when we needed him to, and uh, down the stretch when it was uh, still tight, he made some huge saves for us. So it kind of allowed us to to go for it and uh, start turning the uh, turning the game in our favor. Lead pass left hand side. It's Nathan McKinnon. Calvert one touch. Barry shoots and a glove save made by Koskinen. And did you see how easy the six foot seven Miko Koskinen made that look? Our goaltender was our best player, which if you're going to win in this building, he has to be. Uh, he got a little bit tired in the third period and uh, got a little bit deep in the net, and that's to be expected. I thought, I thought he played really, really well in the first half of the first period, and then we played really well in the second in the second half and all of the second period. Final ten seconds. Edmonton's going to hang on and win it. Ranton and back into the zone. Soderberg, quick shots. Shoveled aside by Koskinen. Rebound swept out at the gun by Alex Chase on him. That will do it. Koskinen really, really good early on. And that third period, not so good. But in that second period, the goal explosion happened. McDavid, right circle. Back to Nugent Hopkins. A shot. Score! Power play goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins set up by McDavid. And it's 2-0. Barry with control of the puck. He was stripped by Lucic. A dish in front. Nugent Hopkins shoots and scores 3-0. Lucic the steal, the feed. And Nugent Hopkins second of the game. Joe's broken up by Adam Larson. Dry settle down the left wing. Open McDavid. Shoots and scores. 4-0. 
4-0. Connor McDavid with his team-leading 17th, and the Oilers are running Colorado right out of the Pepsi Center. Forecheck pursues against Eric Johnson. Cassian gained control. Beautiful centering pass. Save Grubauer on Dreisaitl. Rebound score. Leon Dreisaitl in Edmonton. An immediate response. It's 5-1. Dreisaitl picks up his 16th of the year. What impresses me, well, first of all, what impresses me is that this team has scored seven goals and six goals in their last two games, or two out of their last three games, sandwiched with a one nothing win over the Calgary Flames. So that's obviously impressive. I, I don't know if this team can keep up that rate. I doubt it. I think we all are not going to be fooled by what we've seen in two of the last three games, but they're winning, so that's good. Um, they're a lot better in their own zone. As far as forcing teams to dump the puck in, they're better at getting the puck and getting the puck out. Now, when there's sustained time in their own zone, ugh, it's ugh, ugh, it's rough. It's not good. It's bad. So there you go. Jim says it as well. Pick it up as a decor, you think? Even with Oscar in there, like, yes, they are. That's right. So what's impressive, though, is how much Connor McDavid and Leander Eisaitl are relied upon, and their minutes are way up. They're, I mean, Connor McDavid's playing, what, 90 seconds more than, uh, averaging 90 seconds more ice time under Hitchcock than McClellan, which Hitchcock has said, we can do that because he doesn't kill penalties. It's all good. That's impressive to me. But they got a little bit of secondary scoring last night. That was helpful. They got contributions from Koskinen again. That decor, yeah, it's a little iffy. It always is going to be unless, you know, Ken Hitchcock's able to, you know, implement more of that system play. But um, this is a tough team to play against right now. They're 8-2-1. and one. It's not a joke. Um, they got to keep it up, though. If they can keep up the pace of the 7-2-1 stretch, if they can get close to that or be right at it, you know, when they got nine games to play in the next stretch of 10, you know, when you look at a season, you go 20 games in, you got a pretty good idea what you got. If this team can keep it up, huh, they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough the rest of the way, and they could very well very well make the playoffs. Right now, they're in a playoff spot right now. So this is going to be a tough team to play against, and they're getting the goaltending right now. They are walking a tightrope, and it doesn't help that Oscar Clefbaum is on the shelf. We'll get more on the news today, the unfortunate news that Clefbaum is on IR when we go to Winnipeg next and hear from Bob Stoffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Please support 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Visit santasanonymous.ca to find out how. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. So Clefbaum on injured reserve 
Caleb Jones coming up from Bakersfield. Drake Kajula activated off IR. Cooper Marodi going back down to Bakersfield. Bob Stoffer joins us from Winnipeg. Hey, Bob, how's the peg? Cold, which probably doesn't surprise you. Nope. That's why they have all those undertown, or uh, undertown. That's why they have all those underground walkways and the pedways and the, you need that in Winnipeg. No question about it. Well, you can walk literally from our hotel. Of course, I won't disclose which hotel we're at, but you can walk from our hotel. It's about a 18 to 21 minute walk and get to the arena. And the arena is at least uh, by vehicle, probably 15 blocks from here. But it's an amazing uh, labyrinth to negotiate through for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a tad envious. Well, heck, when I cover the Eskimos, I'm in Winnipeg. It's usually pretty warm, so <laughs> I guess I don't have much to complain about. But yeah, uh, but the task at hand here, or the, uh, or the news of the day, uh, let's just start there. Obviously, uh, Oscar Clefbaum, and man, oh man, I mean, he was coming on having maybe the enjoying the best part of his season, scored three big goals in the span of about you know nine days. And now he's back on injured reserve. This is brutal news. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and, and the way it happened makes it worse because it was really an unforced penalty that Matt Fetty took. Uh, you know, Lucic had the puck, had a chance to vacate the zone, and Benny, and I think, just tried to get a little bit of a, a stick on a guy and he ended up tripping him, and they called, and then uh, Clefbaum ended up on the PK. Uh, the puck hit Clefbaum on his hand as he was gripping the stick which means the puck's got no place to go. Uh, it doesn't glance off in that situation. It just drills. Uh, and, you know, so, you know, initially, um, you're concerned. He went in right away, and then, of course, he came back for a shift or two, and then he didn't come back for the third. And I thought, well, geez, they're up 5-1. Maybe they're giving up a bit of a break. But subsequently after the game, and Hitchcock announcing that uh, he'll be out uh, weeks, not days, I know there's speculation on the fingers, and if you take a look at where he blocked the shot, that it certainly looks like it could be broken fingers. And as you know, when you're talking broken bones, um, you know, depending upon if it's on the hand or it's on the fingers, it could be a difference, you know, four to six weeks minimum. So uh, sometimes with broken fingers, you can tape the two together and get them inside a glove, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna miss them. And as a result, uh, you know, they do have two extra defensemen, Jason Garrison as well as uh, Chris Weidman, who they picked up from Ottawa. I do want to mention, Dave, that uh, Chris Russell missed a couple shifts last night, too. And uh, and then this morning, everybody saw that the orders, uh well, I guess this afternoon when it finally went out about uh, Cooper Marotti, he was actually up on the AHL website that he'd been returning in the morning mm-hmm. to the American Hockey League, and then the orders called up Caleb Jones, and they're going to activate Drake Kajula. So there's going to be... Uh, at least two and possibly three changes to the Oilers lineup tomorrow night. Uh, well, four if you include who's going to start a goal. But uh, this is a big loss for the defense. The guy was playing 25 minutes a game, and the pairings were settled a bit. And now we're going to have to uh, wait and see what happens here tomorrow against the Jets. And Ken Hitchcock mentioned yesterday, and you know, uh, Darnell Nurse really picked up a lot of the lion's share of the, uh, the the minutes that were lost from Oscar Clefbaum. But he said we're going to need everyone on this defense court to really step up and you know he really kind of challenged the uh, the back end here so when you look at the options and you mentioned you have Garrison you have Chris Weidman who's only played one game since being traded uh, to the Oilers and then you got Caleb Jones um, is there a bit of maybe some internal competition going to be uh, you know forced here by Ken Hitchcock with those three defensemen well, Jones has got the biggest upside because of the skating ability. And, you know, he spent a lot of time on right defense uh, this year for Jay Woodcroft down on the farm. Dave Manson worked with him 
they have left the Prince Albert Raiders to uh, to work in the Oilers organization. Um, so I, I think he provides a different dimension. Put it this way: if if it's just Clefbaum coming out tomorrow, and because it's a, a travel day for Jones, it would not surprise me for tomorrow's game if Garrison played. If you, if if the only guy that comes out is Clefbaum, that I could see Garrison coming in a lineup. He played here before. Frankly, Dave, he had a very difficult first period. He actually made three mistakes on one goal, but he picked himself up off the bat, just like the others did. I mean, you had that bizarre football game to start the season for the Eskimos in Winnipeg with the, the, the you know the lightning show, and the others brought a different sort of lightning in the third period, rallying from a four-one deficit on um, a five-four overtime game. And Harrison and Benning were victimized for the first two goals against, and they looked awful together, but. Garrison battled through it, and the Jets have a big team, and the biggest of those three defensemen and the most experienced is Jason Garrison. So, again, if it's just Clefbaum that's out, uh, you know, my guess is, you know, Garrison goes in. Uh, now, if it's, you know, if Russell can't play for some reason, and again, by my count, I think he missed two shifts. Uh, if he can't in, in the game yesterday, if he's nicked up, if he can't go, then I wonder whether or not Jones gets in, too. Uh, just because they might want the transporter back there as well, and they'll have to completely uh, re-put together their defense points. Bob Stoffer joins us from Winnipeg here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. The Jets getting set, or the Oilers getting set to play the Winnipeg Jets uh, tomorrow night, and you can hear that game right here on 6.30 Chet. Face-off show at 4.30, puck drop at 6 o'clock. Uh, Kajula coming off injured reserve. I know Tobias Reeder's on, on the trip, so maybe he's not quite ready yet, but but having Kajula available, uh, and he's having a maybe a kind of one of those over-his-head kind of years, but man, he's a, definitely an option the Oilers uh, can use for a team that, and I'm going to say, struggles score goals, even though they've scored quite a few goals in two of the last three games. Yeah, Dave, I think that, you know, Zekoff got real limited minutes yesterday. And he, frankly, he wasn't ready to go. He wasn't ready to play at the pace that you need to. Colorado can skate. I mean, that top line is the best line in the NHL. It's not going to get easier tomorrow against Winnipeg. Winnipeg's got a deeper team than Colorado. Uh, my guess is that is coming in for Zekoff, and he'll play uh, with Spooner and with Rowdy, and Spooner's got to get going, too. It's been 11 games now. It's been enough time. He's got to start gaining some traction here. I mean, uh, Peter Shirelli believed in him. Had him in Boston. This is a guy that put up close to 50 points a couple years ago and uh, had a real good close to the year at the New York Rangers and, frankly, has had a very poor season uh, production-wise. So the owners need something from him. They gave up Strom, who was a useful third-line center with decent possession metrics, and won face-offs. And I think the hope is that Kajula can help with his speed and quickness get in there. He's coming off a bit of a weird hand injury, uh, but hopefully he can make a little bit of a help. But I do expect him to play, and I expect him to play in Valentin Zekov's spot. All right, Bob, thanks for the the time, the updates, and uh, enjoy Winnipeg, and uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Dave, call anytime, all right? See you later. All right, there it is for you. We got the game for you right here on 630 Ched. Face-off show at 430. They'll drop the puck in Winnipeg at 6 o'clock. News is next from the 630 Ched 24-hour news center with Thomas Dyes. When we come back, oh, we'll head to Winnipeg. I hear from Kelly Moore from CJOB Radio and uh, talk about the Jets' side of things. And, man, they have had a really good season again, and they're off to a, a, a very good start and one of the best teams in the league again. This is 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Campbell in for Wilkins. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. 
Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630Chad Inside Sports. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight. Reed will be back tomorrow for the face-off show, which begins at 4.30. Oilers and Jets as the Oilers end a two-game road trip. Uh, puck drop from Bell MTS Place is at 6 o'clock. And then the following night, uh, the Oilers pretty busy. They play uh, three and four nights. And then four and six nights, really, if you blow it up. Uh, they're in Vancouver, or Philly, uh, sorry, they host Philly on Friday. And then they're in Vancouver on Saturday. And then they uh, come home and play the St. Louis Blues. There are four games on tonight's NHL schedule. The uh, New York Islanders, Vegas Golden Knights are tied 2-2. Jonathan Marcheseau, his 12th. William Carlson has just scored his 11th to tie the game. Anthony Beauvillier, his 9th. And and, uh, Adam Pellich with his third goal of the season. So 2-2 there. Penguins and Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, this this is fun with numbers time. The Blackhawks have beaten the Penguins eight straight times. The Hawks come into this game losers of eight straight games. Yeah. The Hawks are not the Hawks we came to know and admire and go, wow, they're good. They're not that good anymore. Uh, 0-0 in the first period of play. Flames and Flyers are getting underway in Calgary just a few moments from uh, right now. And the late game tonight is in Anaheim. The Ducks hosting the Stars. Oil Kings in action. They are uh, taking on the Prince Albert Raiders, the best team in the WHL at 28-2-1. And And the Oil Kings, who lost to them two weeks ago, 6-3. Right now it is 1-1, and that is uh, late in the first period of play. So the Oil Kings, uh, they were down 1-0 in this game, so they've come back to tie this game up. As I mentioned, Oilers, Jets, tomorrow. And should be another high-flying matchup. <laughs> One of those matchups where you go, okay, the Oilers got to do a lot to make sure that they're going to beat this team. You know, because last night it was the same way. It's like, whoa, man, here come the avalanche. Waves, waves, especially that first line. Ranton and Landis Gog and McKinnon. Well, the Jets have a much deeper team. And I'm pretty sure as we go to uh, the phone lines right now and uh, if we speak to Kelly Moore from CJOB uh, in Winnipeg. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? I'm well, Dave. As you were describing that schedule, no wonder you're having troubles keeping track of all the games the Oilers are going to play in the next week. No kidding. Yeah, Yeah. and and four and six starting tomorrow, and then they don't play until uh, after next Tuesday. They don't play until the 22nd, which is uh, a home game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then they're off for Christmas. But it's funny how, you know, the NHL's done a better job at, you know, not compressing the schedule, but you do see pockets of, you know, where they, they you know, the teams play a lot, and then there you see pockets where, you know, where they don't play very much at all. So you, you kind of get a little bit of both, which is probably probably all right. Yeah, you, you know, sometimes it's building availability, and there are other factors that go into it, but it makes you wonder why there's the five slama jamma, and then there's, <laughs> you know, the, the, the quiet period after that. But uh, and every team, Dave, seems to go through it. I don't know why that is, but uh, I guess when you uh, uh, try to play 82 games over the course of the year, you're going to have your quiet times and you're going to have your busy. Yeah, it, it does help that the uh, the season... You know, finally Gary Bettman saw the light and said, "Let's start the season in the first week of October." Yeah. <laughs> so I think that helps somewhat. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, and then also the All-Star break and then the uh, the players break. I, as much as, you know, the fans probably don't like it, uh, I, I think it makes for better hockey in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you're totally right there. The bye weeks were weird when they came yeah. uh, into fruition a couple years ago because, I mean, we... You know, CFL, NFL, we see bye weeks, and that makes sense. But, yeah, I think for just the, the R&R and to refresh the mind and the body, it, you know, it, it's ugly when they come back off the bye week. But I, I don't think it takes too long for, uh, you know, that, that instinct to kick in as an athlete, especially a hockey player, and, and boom, they're, they're all fresh. So um, how fresh in the minds do you think that 5-4 overtime loss very early in the season um, sticks in the mind of the, of the Winnipeg Jets, who were up 4-1 in that game? They end up losing 5-4. You know, they'll, they'll probably talk about it a little bit, but one of the things that this team has done pretty well, Dave, is, you know, they, they park it whether they win or whether they lose. You know, they, they that was one thing they really did exceptionally well last year, and it paid off in dividends for them in the playoffs, is that ability to, you know, more or less flush or not get too carried away uh, by what you've done the game before, because the next one is now your biggest. So, you know, they'll, they'll certainly talk about it. And, and they've had a number of games like that this year, Dave. Uh, you know, they had it. They played great in Toronto for 55 minutes just before they went to Helsinki. Mm-hmm. You know, they're up 2 nothing, and then they wind up losing that game uh, to the Leafs uh, after playing so well through two periods. And then uh, there was probably about three weeks ago when uh, it was U.S. Thanksgiving when they were down in Minnesota on the Thanksgiving Friday in the States. And it's pretty much the same scenario. Up to nothing after 40 minutes, looking untouchable. And then for whatever reason, the third period, uh, Minnesota got an early goal that took over the game. So they've, they've had a few moments like that. Uh, the one you just described uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. But, you know, we, we, we talked about this homestand, Dave, as being the fire sale because it began with St. Louis, it continued with Philadelphia, then Chicago, and now Edmonton, the four teams that have made pretty significant changes, whether it's behind the bench or in the front office. But obviously the team that has benefited the most by making that change would be the Oilers. So they're going to be the toughest test of this homestand for sure. Yeah, no question about it. And, you know, when you talked about the how calm and cool and collective this team is and their ability to kind of shake off the, you know, the tough moments, you mentioned the, obviously, the, the game in October against the Oilers when they blew that 4-1 lead and ended up losing. You talked about that game. I remember that game watching it uh, in Toronto or watching it on TV, uh, the, the game in Toronto where, where the Jets had it in control and they blew it. That, to me, I look right at Paul Maurice, who I don't think gets enough credit for how good of a coach he is. Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100%, Dave. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's finally starting to get credit for being a good coach because this is easily the best team he has ever been behind the bench of. Now, you know, he did have that Carolina team that wound up going to the Stanley Cup final. They upset New Jersey uh, I think it was in the second round with that incredible comeback in Game 7. Mm-hmm. But this is a team, you mentioned it, they are significantly deeper than Colorado. They they haven't scored quite as many goals as the Avalanche because I don't know a team in the NHL right now that has a line that that, that dominates like McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen do. But the Jets... T- 
tend to come at you in waves yeah. uh, with the with the way they have their four lines set up right now. And the Avalanche, you know, they have that top line. Who they are probably the best line in hockey: McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. One hundred thirty-one points, and they have uh, McKinnon and Rantanen at one-two. But after that, it, it's a massive yeah. drop. Like it's it's almost falling off a cliff. How big that drop off is. But then here come the Jets, who are uh, okay. Let's just go through it here: seventh in goals, uh, sixth in goals against, uh, fifth in goals per game. Fifth in goals against per game, yeah. F- first power play, ninth ninth best penalty kill, seventh in faceoff percentage, win percentage, and then ninth in shots per game. Ouch! That's you know, <laughs> if you're an Oilers yeah. fan, you should be a little worried about tomorrow. Well, yes and no because you know they. they... You always take a look at where teams are playing at this particular point in the season. Yes, the Jets have been pretty good uh, from the start. But if you take what the Oilers have done in their last 11 games under Ken Hitchcock, mm-hmm. and, and you, you, know, you, you just take that fragment of the season, I'd say Edmonton would be right up there with the best of the National Hockey League because that's certainly the way teams are looking at the Oilers right now, Dave. They're not looking at them... You know, for the whole sum of their, you know, their 31 or 32 games played this year, they're taking a look at what they've done since they made the coaching change. They're a different team. Just look at the saves percentages yeah. of the two goaltenders. You know, it's it, it, it's amazing because you don't think coaching can have as dramatic an effect on a professional hockey club that this seems to have had. Paul Maurice, and we're talking with Kelly Moore from CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. Uh, Paul Maurice had a great quote today uh, talking about the stylistic change from the Oilers from McClellan to, to Ken Hitchcock, and I'll just read the quote. They've had a certain style of hockey that might go back to the 1980s. There are some different players from then, clearly, but the style was their theme, was a theme there. There's a lot of motion in their game. Now they look like a Western Conference team. Defense is an important half. They bring a good balance. They still have great offensive players, but they have the balance right in my mind. And if you're a highly skilled offensive team uh, and you're playing a team like the Oilers who have decided, okay, you know, with the, with the change to Ken Hitchcock, we know how good he is, uh, you know, as a coach in the, in the uh, neutral zone and in, in the defensive zone, um, it can really frustrate an offensive team, can it? It certainly can. And the thing is, Dave, when the, when the Jets were able to get through the early part of their season and start to play the way, you know, Paul Maurice always says it, and his players say the same thing. I think that's where you're on to something when you talk about how good a coach Maurice is. His players buy into his mannerisms, but they, they're, they're playing the right way. And all your offense is a byproduct of solid defensive play or your play without the puck. And and that's what the Oilers are doing better now than they were earlier in the year. And and so uh, you know, Maurice, he, he and his coaching staff, they watch the video. They they know how the Oilers are playing now. But the but the the thing is, Dave, though, this is going to be a tremendously entertaining game to watch because even though both teams are playing pretty well defensively, that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be a lot of up and down hockey. And that there are going to be some good chances the goaltenders are out, will have to play well. But, you know, they'll make the first save. It's not having to make the second and third save. You know, that's when a team's uh, doing its job inside of its own blue line. And, and that's, that's, you know, the, the one thing with Connor Hellebuck, he's been able to play well because most nights he just has to make the first save. 
Kelly Moore from CJOB Radio in Winnipeg joining us here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. We were talking earlier in, in setting up this interview, and you told a great story. Uh, <laughs> you know, and we have to make it, you know, PG here, or I guess G. Uh, but <laughs> you, were, uh, you were the play-by-play announcer in Kamloops when Hitch was hired, Hitchcock was hired to be the coach. That's right, Jack. Ken uh, came on board in 1984, and that's when I began my play-by-play career uh, back then. And uh, it was it, it was kind of interesting, you know. Everybody was kind of saying, "Who is this guy that came from United Cycle that he was coaching the Sherwood Park Chain Gang?" And you know, it, it, so anyway, we uh, I, and I remember it as if it was yesterday, Dave. It was a Sunday morning. You know, the bus was parked. They were loading up the gear. Uh, I'd met Ken a couple of times, but, you know, only in passing. Uh, so I'm already sitting right behind the driver in the spot that I was assigned to. Ken gets up there, and he's sitting right across from me, and he looks over at me, and he says, Hey, you dumb Dave. Uh, 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 oh, it doesn't matter really. Hey, you dumb play-by-play guy. Uh, you can imagine what was in the middle of that. We have one rule here, and you better get it straight. What goes on the bus stays on the bus. Can I make that any clearer? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we we developed a pretty good relationship from that point on. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, I, I spent six years sitting across from him on the bus, David, and, and I, I don't mind. I don't think he would mind me telling this particular story. No, I don't uh, think so. But uh, he had a, he had a couple of good uh, assistant coaches. One of them was Don Hay who, of course, everybody knows from the Western Hockey League how successful he's been. And after a loss, the coaches would huddle up. With, they'd, they'd be down in that uh, kind of the, the well, the stairwell, in front of the, the coach's seat. So they would talk for about an hour or whatever. And just as the assistant coaches think, okay, we can climb back in our seats and get a little bit of sleep, where do we go from here? Boom, they turn around and back they go down on the stairwell again for another hour-long conversation. <laughs> it was, But, you know, that's how they wound up winning because uh, uh, losing just didn't sit well with the man. And, uh, you know, he's obviously changed his coaching style from back then. Uh, but I'll bet you the losses still, uh, uh, still evoke a lot of conversation in the coach's office. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, it it's just neat to talk as we finish up here. Neat to, to hear Ken Hitchcock talk about this team. And, um, you know, I, I just, like, the, the comment that really struck a chord with me is when, you know, he was hired and he said, I know what's wrong with this team. So he just seems to recognize you know, what's in front of him, and he's able to react quickly and, and, and come up with the best way to play. Yeah, Peter Chiarelli, uh, I think he said it best, Dave, uh, you know, when it was announced that Ken was going to take over, you know, from Todd McClellan. And, you know, when they were working together in Sochi, the thing that really struck him was Ken's ability to analyze and, and break down not only his own team, but also break down what the other team's doing. And, and, and you're seeing that. You know, with these now, will will they be able to play at a 750 clip for the rest of the year? That's that's a pretty tough percentage to keep up. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would think where they're at right now, you know, if you can even win 60 percent of your games or get 60 percent of your points at least, you're going to be in pretty good shape when all is said and done. Especially because you're going to be playing the right way to achieve that. Kelly, always a, a treat to talk to you, my friend. And uh, thanks for your time. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Merry Christmas to you. 
Hey, you too, Dave. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a humdinger. I agree with you, absolutely. We got it for you right here on 6.30, Chad. 4.30 is the uh, face-off show. 6 o'clock, the drop of the puck from Bell MTS Place, and we appreciate the time from Kelly Moore from CGOB Radio in Winnipeg. You're listening to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Welcome back to the show. We will hear from this week's 6.30 Ched MVP, Robert Kincaid, defenseman from the St. Albert Raiders Midget AAA team. Uh, we'll hear from him next hour. 6.30 Ched Inside Sports brought to you by the Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or FurnaceFamily.com. Before we uh, read a couple of texts, before we got to send it off to the news, uh, got to remind you, uh, 6.30 Ched Santa's Anonymous. It's delivery weekend. Yes, it is. And uh, this is uh, for our well, for our purposes and, and, and when we look at the whole year, this is the best time of the year uh, for this radio station and to see the uh just the again the volunteerism the the people that show up uh on delivery day that is uh that is a really really uh big time moment for for everybody watching and i'll be down at the depot from eight until one updating you on things uh so what do you what do you bring um you bring a valid driver's license proof of insurance and a smiling face a good attitude, and you can also download the 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous app, right? That's right. It's available at the Apple App Store or Andrea, uh, sorry, Android Play Store. Uh, I'm an Apple man, so I'll, <laughs> I would download it for my iPhone. And it's got all the information to help you out this weekend. It's got... Uh, it's able to keep track of deliveries, Dave. Uh, it can help you find addresses and gives you directions to each home. In fact, the people at the depot recommend that you download that before coming out on Saturday. And then when you get on site, somebody there, you know, maybe somebody you might know, Dave, might uh, be able to show you how it works. So That's right. Mm-hmm. So 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous uh, Delivery Weekend. Uh, keep it locked here for uh, more information on uh, delivery weekend, okay? So, uh, you know, we could wrap it up on Saturday. It's happened before. It's happened a lot. And sometimes we do need a carryover going into uh, into Sunday um, and need some more delivery help as well. So, But keep it tuned right here on 630 Chad. Follow the uh, mm. our, uh, our uh, Twitter page. Follow Santa's Anonymous Twitter page. We'll keep you updated on Saturday. You'll be down there Saturday, won't you? Yeah, 8 to 1. So Look. they can come down and meet you face-to-face and say, hey, that's Dave Campbell. Absolutely. I, I always love it. It's just, it brings, honestly, it just brings a tear to your eye. You know, sometimes you have to walk away a, bit, a little bit and wipe the, oh, my eyes or something <laughs> behind there. But it I is swear, a, it's got onions in the back, I swear. It is a fantastic day. So uh, keep it locked here. And, oh, by the way, uh, we do need some help. Uh, we do need toys for uh, zero to two year old uh, kids from zero to two and nine to twelve. Okay, so that's uh, that's really urgently needed. So thank you very much for your support. You can text in at six thirty six thirty. Injuries are part of the deal. Every team goes through it. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? That's pretty definitive. <laughs> yes. So yes, you're right. Uh, some people are not happy. Some people are happy to be unhappy. Six goals against crappy goaltenders is meaning- meaningless. Mm-hmm. And if they lose 3-1, you're complaining still. 
Some people just don't like how, I don't like how the Oilers are playing now. I don't like it. They're 8-2-1 in the last 11 games. This is sustainable. As Kelly Moore said, a 7.50 clip, not sustainable. But if they play winning hockey, I think that's what matters right now. And there's a few texts, and I do agree. There's concern about the defense core without Oscar Clefbaum because there was concern about the defense core with Oscar Clefbaum. Yeah, it's now it's even more depleted. It's not good. Uh, news is next from the 630 Chet 24-Hour News Center with Thomas Dyes. Next hour, we will hear from the 630 Chet MVP, Robert Kincaid. We will also head to Victoria, hear from Oilers 2018 first-round draft pick, Evan Bouchard. And we'll hear from former Oiler, Jeff Wojtka who is having a great season behind the bench of the Sherwood Park Crusaders of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. It is Camlin for Wilkins on the Wednesday evening edition of 630 Chad Inside Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.